0: They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: Here we are again. Yep. (laughs) That's very... Cryptic. Uh, yep. Well, here is yet another one of our days where we babble, talk. Yep. In entertain, <laughs> <each laughs>
2: entertain each other.
1: Each other. Yes. <laughs> this is this is one of those days where both of us are looking at each other, kind of going, hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it's been an interesting week. Uh, I will ask my proverbial statement or question, and sort of like. You know, people have gotten upset when I do Tarot readings when I don't go on phone. Okay, I've shuffled the cards. I've cut them into three piles. One at the center. One is the right to the center. One is the left to the center. I stopped doing it a couple of times, and the people went, I really need you to, to – to, I need that. And I'm like <laughs> – I don't do that. Well, I do. <laughs> You're nice. I, I guess. <laughs> but it, it's usually because I want them to pick something yeah. so they get hooked in. Well, it's a standard. So if I don't open that way <laughs> with them, they get disorientated. Right. So it's a sidebar to what we're doing here in terms of disorientation. If I don't go, so, Phoenix, how was your week? Probably people would go, "Huh?
2: <laughs> Why didn't you ask Phoenix about that?" So, uh, my week's been pretty normal. Um, those of you who have been listening recently heard me whine about. Getting sucked into the Discovery of Witches book series yes. And how angsty I am about it And how much I wish I could be a vampire And all of these things And uh, and maybe I haven't gone no, off, you that the gone off. Show. No, She just and, did though But I feel like that's all I've been talking about <laughs> For like a month now Oh man, so it's really pathetic I'm just so angsty And moony and broody And it's so dumb so I'm almost done with the third book, and I'm kind of freaking out because what am I going to do when it's over? <sighs> okay, so that's that's where I am. It was a normal week. Work was done. Readings were had. I saw a lot of vendors for the shop this week, and I am super broody and wish I could be a vampire, and that's that. <laughs> However, they are turning the discovery of witches into a TV show. Of course they are, and but then it's, it's going to be on only in the UK, of course, for now. But, it comes on Amazon. But here's the thing: it'll
1: be. You could probably get it on Acorn, and you know mm-hmm. there are a few of these channels, and I may have to break down and subscribe to because I'm going to see this because I have been. A friend of mine gave this. Series to me in book form. She suggested it over a year ago. Yeah, and I kid you not. Not only did I read every book. Yeah, but then I got them on uh, uh, Audible. Yeah, and
2: I listened to them, yeah. and then I relisten them, and I go to sleep listening to yeah, them. I was thinking because I really, I really like. Okay, so secret reveal time here. I'm kind of a cranky curmudgeony. Crusty outer shell type person, you know, and I'm right. not necessarily easy to talk to. Like I, because it's because I'm shy, really. But because I'm shy, people think that I'm standoffish. Right. I guess I know that about myself. I'm forty years old. I get it. However, <laughs> however, inside this curmudgeony outer shell is a ridiculously gooey, pathetic, romantic, soft-hearted little. <laughs> Little creature, and I love the. I angst. It, there's something about angst that I find very appealing uh-huh. and attractive. Uh huh. And there's. I've always been obsessed with vampires since I was a teenager the The obsessive like and this is psychotic, I get it, but the obsessive over <laughs> we're also analyzing ourselves yeah. on the radio show here,' that's what I said i'm be- being very revealing right now the obsessive <laughs> overprotective love that a vampire has for their mate or their lover or whatever, and you know in most vampire books, I know that they're all different, but it just speaks to me <laughs> it's so pathetic, it's amazing, okay, yeah, that's honestly that's been what my life has been consumed with. I've been doing my regular work. Right. I've been doing readings. I've been taking care of business. But every spare moment has been obsessing about these GD books. And my damn friend from high school who suggested I read them, may she understand the pain I'm in. Oh. Well. So blah, blah, (laughs) short. And. A pathetic, gooey monster. How are you, Elvira? (laughs) Gee,
1: can I either A, top this, B, stand aside, or C, ignore it all? Right. Can you Um, handle me? Can I handle (laughs) it? Actually, you'll have... Yes, I can. I know. Because the funny part is, is that this series, you know... um, Discovery of Witches is part of the All Souls trilogy, which is the three books that Deborah Harkness
2: Yes. Rose. Well, yes. Thank you for giving credit.
1: Well we're gonna at least <laughs> tell I mean we want that book to go we want it to go viral and, and I'd love her to do sequel to this last one mm. the one she did for the third trilogy yeah. book. But I totally well see now I relate yeah. to the witch. Oh yeah. To the weaver, to the time walker. Yeah. Um but I also had a partner who was and was named Matthew yeah. was the vampire yeah, yeah. you know so it's very interesting how in its own way I feel closer to Matt my husband uh, what do you read it by Listening to it yeah. and going through the process, not necessarily obviously all the drama, all sure. the, well, yeah. the, but then what I actually get out of it in many ways is reigniting areas in my life mm-hmm. and getting more insights mm-hmm. into like her discovery of blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then I get oh that's yeah. what this is because yeah. mine is more
2: in keeping with Isabeau mm-hmm. whose mate has died. Yeah, and what happens? What's so. interesting is I I like fiction, I really do. I, mm-hmm. I I read I used to read a lot of fiction, mm-hmm. um, and I got away from it because life got really busy and I stopped reading as much. Plus, I think a binge watching Netflix has replaced reading in my life. Yeah. Right. But uh, so I've only nine months ago started doing Audible, and mm-hmm. I freaking love it because I'm mm-hmm. in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I still I'm still listening to the same kinds of books that I would read. Right. And I like books about witchcraft, but fiction witchcraft. Right. right? That have just enough reality. Yeah. Where I can feel like this is how this is where real life fits into this craft mm-hmm. and this fantasy book mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous and over the top. I really <laughs> love books like that mm-hmm. that have enough truth of course to the magic that happens. Of course. Um, yeah, those and are my favorite books. And it keeps us
1: as witches. It yes. keeps us feeling the 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 crossover of magic in our world as opposed to the daily life that we live and yeah. try to bring insights to people that we engage in for whatever reason. Right. So it does help. I mean, and it does balance. So believe me, you're telling me this, and I'm sitting here going, "I've been doing it for
2: about a year now."
1: <laughs> oh, I
2: can't. I can't be this angsty for a year. Gwen will kill me. Before <laughs> well, I get to you'll that. probably
1: find something else. Yeah, I'll have to... You know, I point. I went through a couple of different
2: series that I did this with, but this one is the one that caught on and, and yeah. hung. It's been a while since I've been this angsty over a series. Yeah. I can't. I can't even really remember the. It's at least a decade since yeah. the book has like really destroyed me. Well, and you're like, oh, oh my oh. gosh, so annoying. You know, I find myself really annoying. It's the it's the battle that I always have with my my sun sign being Taurus and my rising sign being Pisces. Mm-hmm. All of that emotion and the, blah, all that stuff that my Pisces side does and I feel like my tourist side is always like oh could you just reel it in please <laughs> see I'm on the other hand, I'm like Hello. the fetch. I'm out there.
1: I'm galloping around. I'm doing my thing. I'm exploring and then the Gemini is I'm babbling about it. I'm you know, I'm engaging in it. And and then somewhere along the line I think I have some stuff in Libra where I'm like, Oh, let's go up, let's go down, let's go up, let's go down. Let's stay calm and be balanced. Yeah. Yes. But as a as a day day to day thing, my world has has been actually again just like yours it's been calm in the sense that it's daily things you just get done you walk through it you're present with it and there has been less oh my god what's next kind of experiences or you know whatever's going on and that makes it really nice of course You know, the one thing I will have to say specific to our area is, and it really bugged me when I started reading about it, is that we're up for at least uh, six, well, 12 hours or more of the high winds. Right. And they're saying, 40 mile an hour plus gusts, you know, and you're like, ah, yeah. you know, get ready, make sure everything's, you know, not because there is anything happening. As a matter of fact, the wind itself, it was pretty kind of, intense this morning, midday, but it's kind of toned itself down that's so they getting up. So that in its own right is weird. Yeah, I don't like the high winds. So that's a reality here, but other than that, this is, you know, this subject that we've got, birth, yes. is... Um, right, we're doing a show. We're actually doing a show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's got a subject matter, too. But it's not about vampires. I know. See, she's going with the vampires or I'm going with the witches. And then, of course, we have the demons, which are not yeah, demons. Not. They're really kind of kicky, I mean, you know, in their own right. So,
2: birth. 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 Right. So maybe we should say we are starting a few new series of shows. Mm-hmm. We've done a series on the elements. We've done a series on magical tools. And today we're starting a new series on sort of rites of passage, uh-huh. uh, markers of, of life. Uh-huh. And so, you know, birth is literally coming into the world as a human, but also the things we give birth to. So sort of all of the things that birth can encompass. Exactly. Yeah. And the process. So with that, I guess what we can
1: do is just jump in and yeah. do. And, you know, I found an interesting thing. I was... When we started doing the work last week on Money Magic, yeah. I found that there are keywords that seem to hit that particular subject. And I found that the keywords here were basically, I mean, we call impregnation or, mm-hmm. you know, that one, and then you would go gestation, mm-hmm. and then you would go, um, see so impregnation would be conception, and then you would go from conception to gestation to birth. Right, so the process itself of and it's in Barna and I did go to the dictionary again, but they're all talking about birthing babies, right. people, humans right. and maybe animals, but mostly it was about the physical actual birthing. And we go through this process when we do projects, when we do events, when we do anything in our lives mm-hmm. that we put our energy into. So, I want us to go into a bigger perspective as much as we can with this in terms of the subject. And I think we discussed it earlier that this is how we would like to do it because it's not just
2: this one little thing. Right. Right. And I think um, I think people can get caught up in in language sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I notice that especially because I'm you know I'm part of the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft and we are a, a Configuration of anarchists and edge walkers, and you know people who are very left oriented, uh-huh. you know. And I, I often find myself getting um, frustrated uh-huh. by how people respond to certain language and certain wording, and 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 I want to be respectful, you know. I don't want to offend anyone, uh-huh. but. Uh-huh. Birth is, is a thing that actually happens to human bodies. Uh-huh. Every single human on the planet was born. Uh-huh. There is nothing we can do to change that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even if they are officially test tubes. Yeah, you're still born. Still born. At some point you have to breathe on your own. Right. right? You take your own breath. And we constantly give birth to things, to ideas, to projects, to concepts, we're constantly being creatrixes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that sometimes people can get caught up in the word of birth and right. think it relates to heteronormative sexuality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Just want to offer expanding how we might hold that word <laughs> yeah. to all the many ways birth can enter into our lives. It doesn't right. just have to do with vaginas and babies. Right.
1: And I understand that we you know some of the, the books that it's great to have a library of book books yeah. um, that have dated back to when the people who were our foremothers in the movement of the feminine side of witchcraft mm-hmm. started revisioning it. And, uh, yes, we go back to ancient times and the the miracle of conception and and carrying this child and then, you know, giving birth. And, you know, whether they knew or not, the guy was really partly responsible here as a a team. But the point is, is that it became one-sided, one-way. And now I think where we are at is a better part is to pull it to a more midway balance of, yes, it takes this, it wasn't only the guys now we're in between and it is all about different aspects as well as the baby because mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. choose some women have chosen not to have children right? because they were so involved in what they were doing and creating in a different way.
2: Right, the other things that they were giving birth to. Right. right. and right. That Which is, are just as important as physical human beings. Exactly, yeah. exactly and I know
1: with you know, we're going to kind of edge a little bit here with the temperament of the way the climate of our culture and our political structures and things that are presently housed in the United States, Mm -hmm. um, there is this other part that is trying to reposition it away from that part of it being you have the, you are the, creator or creatrix of your progeny of your projects and, you know, honor the female and, you know, balance it out and things. And I've noticed that, um, I mean, there's always been this war and, you know, about pro-choice, pro-life, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. But I've noticed it to, even in other aspects of industries that when women start to put themselves in a place that says they're, they're, they're holding a power structure of mm-hmm. creating, they have been innovators at the beginning. They have been like four mothers, and they've they they've pushed the boundaries. And then they're all of a sudden there, and then not meeting there completely, but there enough. And now I've noticed a swing, mm-hmm. and we've had a bit of a of a clash mm. where creatrixes are clashing with the creator god. Yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway,
1: sidebar of political. <laughs> um, that's what you get for reading newspapers <laughs> so um with that in mind, let's look at what creation is about, first of all, the idea of creating something yeah what is your your take on it? Yes, I know we got wind going you know, it's, you know, it's very
2: windy, I know um, yeah, you know I think I think i I think a lot of the, what my brain puts together in the creative process actually relates sort of to the wheel of the year or the, uh-huh. the cycle of harvesting, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. so it, it, the wheel of the year maybe isn't the right way to phrase that because it's not the same for every location, Right. but it's this idea of, of the seed, what is the thing that uh-huh. I want to plant, uh-huh. what is the thing that I want to attempt to bring into harvest. Right. And planting that seed and then taking care of that seed and germinating and, you know, the seed is a thought or an idea or a concept and then you have to do the things to take care of that seed, Uh whether that's brainstorming or finding funding or... You know, having sex, to <laughs> have conception, and, you know, that process of, of wakening the seed uh-huh. and letting that thing grow and tending it as it grows and taking care of it as it grows uh-huh. and pruning, right? Uh-huh. Like sometimes we don't talk about that part of it. Cutting away what is no longer serving so that the other leaves and flowers and blossoms can thrive. Right. Right? And then hopefully nurturing that seed all the way to bearing fruit and then having this thing mm-hmm. that I've created, this fruit has finally come mm-hmm. to bear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, the whole creative process to me is like that's the perfect allegory. Is that the right word? Description? Metaphor? Metaphor. Sure, one of those words. There. One of those. We'll we'll, we'll just let the, mm-hmm. the universe
1: correct us there out in universe land. So, you know... When you look at this, the, the it's interesting because the research I did. It's all about ritual. Yeah. You know the rituals of, yeah. you know, going in and and gaining fertility to gaining the actual impregnation to gaining the the actual growth of the 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 individual fetus, and then of course then you have the birth, and then you have the naming, and then you, you know and there's all these really wonderful things that are about the body. Yeah. Birth. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to find ways, and I kind of briefly mentioned this to Phoenix, is that it would be something for us to try and work on, and maybe we'll do that our second half of the the show, Mm -hmm. is to try and pull some ideas for rituals around projects, around artwork, around um, writing, Mm -hmm. because I think for what we're looking at, it's a holistic process, and it's I know that a lot of people want to have babies, Yeah. but there's also a lot of people that may want to have babies but also want to have projects that they're working on, their their, their special project right. come to birth and come to fruition and flourish. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, talking about pruning, the first thing I thought about, and this is only because she's a writer, I'm a writer, but she's had her books published. Um, it's interesting <laughs> Is editing is pruning. Oh, yeah. You know, and I kind of find it interesting that I was the absolute epitome when somebody wanted things done in the yard. I'm the one that goes, Give "Give me the clippers. (laughs) Give me those clippers and the hedge clippers and the little pruning things. And I was out racking up all the things. And actually, I'm I'm looking at that going, I'm really that kind. I don't
2: necessarily take myself as an editor, but I was certainly editing Mother Nature. Right. Well, it's funny because when you were talking about writing like making mm-hmm. art and writing and and you know these starting a business or whatever right. i was thinking about actual labor yes and how it, it fucking hurts oh yeah <laughs> it does and how sometimes in the creative process it can be like labor right it can be, it can be painful mm-hmm. you know there's i am friends with several people who have who are published authors um and they there's this thing about being in book jail air Mm -hmm. quotes book jail right Mm -hmm. like I'm my deadline is coming I am really close to my deadline and I'm not as finished as I would like to be so I'm putting myself in book jail Mm -hmm. and I'll be off of social media for the next two weeks finishing this damn book right right? so it's like of course it's this beautiful expressive process and I'm being creative Mm -hmm. and I'm getting to to do this Mm -hmm. and it's grueling and painful and Mm -hmm. hard and Difficult, right? And it's it's a labor, right? So we, you know, I also want to give credit to that. that oh, there's this fantasy sure. that the creative process is, you know, rubbing your naked body on a canvas filled with paint, and it's beautiful and easy and expressive, and it's, look at this amazing piece <laughs> of art I made. But it's not always. Sometimes it's like that, but it's usually not. Yeah. And a lot of it is once you have it. Yeah.
1: Then you have to realize. Well, I've got it. What do I do with it? You know, and how many of us who have had physical babies Mm -hmm. who love and wanted this baby and still love and want the baby after? Because, what am I going to do now? Right. How do I do all this? And if you weren't lucky enough to have had many kids that you babysat for and had to change diapers and clean up all kinds of stuff and, and all that, it becomes. Huge, and the the process of taking a project mm-hmm. once it is completed and there into the world, mm-hmm. and then have them go, ew, it's ugly or mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Uh, you know, our thing is it's beautiful and it's there and it will be loved by all. Right. And you know that whole other side, yeah. You you is part of the creative process of providing also the birth and the actual bringing out yeah. of the project. Yeah.
2: So after I gave birth to my daughter, uh, I was in a hospital, and I think think we got like 48 hours in the hospital Uh or something, you know, that's getting shorter and shorter that they let you actually have medical professionals. Right they were like okay well you can leave now or you can stay another night and i was like i'm staying another night i'm not, you can't send me home with this thing what am i supposed to do with it now i need you around <laughs> Help me. it's true
1: it was I, mean, I didn't want to be in a hospital i tried outside of the hospital but yeah. didn't quite make that so i wound up in for the actual delivery yeah. and i think i stayed all of 2 hours After the, you know, the process for them to make sure everybody was fine, I said, okay, can I go now? And it wasn't that I knew what I was going to do once I got out, but it was like, okay, this isn't where I want to be, and I, you know, and that that whole thing, and yet it was fascinating because I had people in my family who were able to come by and take care of, you know, making sure I knew how to do what I was doing, but actually... Most of us don't know once we have a baby, whether it's a baby-baby or it's a project, what to do after we finally put it all together. Yeah. And most of us go, I don't know how to market. I don't know how to market. <laughs> I'm not a marketer. And that's the other part of, yeah. you know, when you've done a, a creation, and, and if you liken it unto, I don't know how to change a diaper. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Why do I feed it at the wind? Why do I feed? How, ooh, right, That kind of thing. Yeah. So it's very much... Uh, part of the same kind of process, be it a physical baby or a project of some sort. Right. Um, yep. And I know that for us, it's fun because we sit and we are talking about the times after having a baby and laugh. Now, I know neither one of us thought of it as funny at the time. It was like terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, I got to watch it with my daughter. Not too long, because I had to leave on a plane, but I got to watch it and then, um, you know, see Mm -hmm. that, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Now what the hell do I I do? do?"
2: Right. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Now what the hell do I do? That's the question that we ask ourselves all the time. That's for our it. entire life. That's it. What the hell do I do? Now? Yeah, it was
1: like I pushed to put. I literally pushed to put the uh, the business together that was firewind. Yeah. And then it was like, yes, we'll paint the walls. We'll do this. I can put that there. I'll get the. And then it was like, well, now what do I do? Right. Uh. Uh. You know. And it. It's there is no formula. Right. No matter how much somebody wants to tell you, and they write a book and say. All you have to do is do these things, and then you go to agents or you go and get business loans or you put ads and papers to get your, you know. Now, of course, it's more ads on Internet and and all the rest of it. But none of us, you know, it's not a sure thing because each one of our projects is specifically different, and it does have a similarity, but it's also terrifying. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. So I think that, you know, watching watching that, and, and I was saying, well, you know, what goddess? What goddess do we we ask for help? And you know, that's another thing. It's kind of for those that have had babies Yeah. One of the ones is Artemis. Mhm. You know, um she's a protector of women and children and, you know, watches over and then if you're going to childbirth, it's Hecate mm-hmm. from the Egyptian pantheon. Yeah. the frog goddess. I love that frog goddess.
2: Um, And Bridget And Bridget Right And I think Bridget is one of those goddesses that's connected with birth in many ways, right? Because Mm -hmm. we have Bridget who is the poet Right So if you are a writer or an actor Mm -hmm. or use a spoken word Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form in your creative process You can connect to the poet of Bridget Bridget is the healer Mm -hmm. So if you are having a physical baby Or you want to go into the healing arts Bridget is a good goddess And Bridget is the blacksmith who creates Right Makes things into form Right So I feel like for this, for birth The whole birth birth process Bridget is a really great goddess Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Yeah And she just happens to be one of yours She is mine Yes, Yes Put a plug in for my friend (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: I mean, truthfully, it's kind of funny because back when I first started getting into different things and, and getting into going to the the inner temple and doing all those parts of it, at first it was like, oh, my God yes, goddess, my goddess, and you just, you know, that up there. And then after a while now it's like, hey, babe, what's right. going on? Knock, right. knock, knock, right. you know, let's go ahead and see what's happening. Sure. And it's not that it's disrespectful, it's just a familiarity. It's a relationship. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I found it interesting because I was like, oh, my gosh. We we go, ah, and then we go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Son of a gun. paying attention. <laughs> And then we get to the thing that really kind of is intriguing is that what happens when in physical form Mm -hmm. we have a miscarriage Mm -hmm. or we choose an abortion, Mm -hmm. when life terminates before it is truly brought forth. Right. And projects have the same thing. Mm -hmm. There are times when we literally use the word we abort the project.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: that we we kill it. We say, no, we can't, it's not going to go there, or yep. it's not the right time or whatever. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was kind of reading the different, you know, rituals and things, yeah. but it was like it talked about the idea of the many souls that are around an
2: individual woman that choose or are waiting to come in. Yeah. Oh, my God. I Okay. Do you mind if I interrupt? Oh, go ahead. You? Okay. So I have a friend who does a Hindu practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've heard this before, but just the way it was phrased to me, oh, just this last weekend, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> so basically in the Hindu system, according to this friend of mine, when, when we die, we go to this, like, resting place, and it's mm-hmm. like heaven. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's paradise. But towards the end, towards the end of 30 days, mm-hmm. it begins to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. and the nightmare is an illusion mm-hmm. however if your spirit doesn't recognize that the nightmare is an illusion then you have to prepare to be reincarnated and if your spirit is so wise it goes oh this is an illusion then you get to evolve into the next mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. but most of us don't mm-hmm. and so we start to panic because we're in this nightmare mm-hmm. then what happens is there are you know thousands hundreds of thousands of people engaging in intercourse Right at that moment, where mm-hmm. your spirit is like, "Oh shit, this is a nightmare," and a, a light starts to glow. Oh wow! And you have all these choices of portals in which to enter to, and that is the moment of conception when you are reborn into mm-hmm. a new place. Mm.
1: Isn't that neat?
2: That is really cool. Anyway, I just really I probably I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the back of my head where those stories live, but. <laughs> I really like that well, this you know,
1: again, it's a way of describing yeah. in another form that process that we are trying to grasp right, right. and and the idea of you know all these souls and what, why they're there and and yeah. then what what creates the 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 movement
2: from non physical to yeah. physical, and I think it's important that People ritualize these things, yes, you know if you've if you've had an abortion for whatever the reason, give yourself space to ritualize that process if you had a miscarriage, if you are working on the birth of a project mm-hmm. any of these things, especially when it's not following a regular well we're talking about birth, if you're not following the regular path of pregnancy from conception to delivery, mm-hmm. right. That gets ritualized, even right. if all it is is the over culture throws you a baby shower. Exactly, that's a ritual. You uh-huh. get a ritual that that honors that process. Uh-huh. I think there's more that you should do personally, but but if you're doing a project or if you if you've chosen to not follow through with a pregnancy to the to the birth process uh-huh. or the pregnancy did not continue for whatever Mm -hmm. reason we often don't give space to ritualize that Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to and i think you know i I, I, for most of the people listening to the show probably like ritualizing an abortion or a miscarriage probably seems pretty darn obvious Mm -hmm. but how many times have you been working on a big project and you've called up your friends and have said hey I need to ritualize what's going on for me with this project. I need to work it through. I need to give some magic to uh-huh, it. Probably uh-huh. not very often. Uh-huh. We don't, at least I know for me, sometimes I get so caught up in the mundane of uh-huh. a project, especially when it's around work, uh-huh. that I the magic is my last thing, uh-huh. my last resort. And I go, "Ugh, oh, I should have done a spell for this at the very beginning, and then I could have. This would have been so much easier right. for me. Yeah. Oh, I should have called on my guides at the beginning of this, and then this would have been so much easier for mm-hmm. me. But sometimes we get so caught up in the mundane world right. that okay. we forget magic can help. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's interesting because one of the
1: – it's it's really about we focus, we focus, we focus, we focus. Yeah. and on projects and I'm, you know, on being pregnant, we are pregnant, you right. know, and the body starts to change and there's a focus on the body changing and all of that. But it's very, very obvious yeah. in working on projects. It's somewhat obvious. There's certain things, you know, you're going to go through, you got to do an outline, you got to do this, so you got to sketch something that you, you know, you're going to go out and find pictures to, to have that idea. But we, as you say get lost in the mundane process yeah. and forget that the magic is what is really part and parcel of what we're doing even right. if we're being logical about our steps yeah
2: yeah yeah so. magic is in everything right yes and and our ancestors even not that long ago ritualized life a lot more than we do now. Oh yes. There was time taken to honor and acknowledge mm-hmm. these points of transition or these big steps or these exciting things that we accomplish mm-hmm. and our modern society doesn't make enough space for that. You know not posting either. on Facebook, Hey, I did this thing and you know, everyone goes, Woohoo, congratulations, like that's not enough. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. It's not enough.
1: It's not enough. It's not enough. it's, 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 it's you know, when I would do mask making, and that's, I still do, I just have kind of put it aside, but it would become a ritual, and I yeah. would gather the things together, and I'd put them actually at the same table we're talking about uh, right now, yeah. and, minus the chairs, because I need to get around things, and I would lay everything out, and I would, you know, I would make a ritual of the process, right. because The the process was starting to come, and I could feel the birthing coming. And, I I mean, I'd sit with it, and and I'd think about it, and I'd, you know, maybe talk about it. And then suddenly when it started to happen, I could feel putting everything out became the ritual, just like preparing for an actual birth Mm -hmm. becomes... More of a ritual, I mean they have our bags set at the door, and right. we have all the you know things we're ready to you know all that there's rituals in that, not even magical rituals, right. right, but the process for other things other than birth and and all of that we really need to make more, and even looking back, I go, I really wish I could have been more present to do smudging and call on a goddess and do all of that rather than just throw myself into it. Yeah,
2: yeah. and there's been times where I've been working on something and it's, it's just not happening. It's not manifesting and I've, it's very mundane and I've tried all the mundane things and I've talked to the mundane people that I need to talk to and then I talk to the one person that I'm like, I just don't know. I'm stuck. And they said, well, have you done a ritual? <laughs> you know, did yeah. did you... Try this process, and I'm like, "What? Why didn't I think of that? Because it's so obvious, and yet it's so easy to get caught up." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I think we
1: should take a uh, a break. We probably should. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Nehu.
0: Magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurerman Ollie, Sundays three to four thirty, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John Saint Germain, Tuesdays five to six. Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia, and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All times specific, Add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
1: That's so short. <laughs> Sometimes I kind of go, "Huh, we're here again." <laughs> so you know, we were kind of giving each other little nods back and forth, saying, "Well, we should talk this and that." Yeah. One of the things, really quick, because I know we're we're kind of running our time out, believe it or not, is watching how the moon cycle works mm-hmm. and realizing that my personal feeling is that planting at the dark of the moon, putting the seed into something meaning starting your outline, getting your thoughts together on a project, uh, comes at that point, meaning really starting to, to do something there, allowing it to co to full moon. Yeah. And then, again, it may be more than one stage and one cycle, and it may be a subset depending on it, but at each time giving some kind of, ritual of manifestation mm-hmm. of whatever project part you are in Yeah. so that was one thought on, on full moons and dark moons and do you have anything else
2: no I like that oh okay
1: <laughs> um, and then the other quick thing is is that's, that's lunar solar yeah. is a little bigger and a little bit more drawn out yeah. but we have um, the solstice the winter solstice is you know when it's the dark darkest time and that's the planting time and then and we were doing a real quick over overview here jump to spring and you have the birthing time right the things coming up so if you see your project not necessarily specifically but you can work with it sometimes Mm -hmm. in that it's very helpful yeah um and there may be projects that you can plug in and maybe the lunar cycle are more the
2: mm-hmm. immediate parts of the project. Personally, for for the year, between Samhain and winter solstice, I tend to start making plans. Mm-hmm. Like, here are the things I want to accomplish next year. Here are my mm-hmm. big projects, my big mm-hmm. ideas. Here's how many books I want to read and how much money I want to put into a savings account. Right. You know, like, right. those, those things. Got it. You know, what trips I'm going <laughs> to take. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> trips. Sometimes those Those don't manifest, but we can't do everything. Well, we can try. We can plan and dream and blah blah. But (laughs) and then by Yule, I like to really look at that list, and that's sometimes part of the magic I do at Yule is winnowing that down or clearing away. Like, okay, am I really going to be able to go to France and Greece and New Orleans and visit my dad? And go, you know, kayaking on the Amazon River. Probably not all right. of those things. Maybe I need to winnow that down to yeah. one, right? <laughs> one thing, yeah. And so Yule is sort of looking at that and coming around to Imbolc is like, okay, I'm dedicated to these things. I'm pledging to do these things. Mm-hmm. I'm committed. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't commit to the whole list. But I commit to the one big thing or the one scary thing. Right. Right? And then I follow that through with the rest of the wheel of the year, watching how that grows, noticing when it needs some pruning, noticing when it needs some fertilizer. And then hopefully by the fall, I've manifested that thing so that at Samhain, I can look at my previous list and go... Look at what I've accomplished, and look what I didn't accomplish. Right. And do I want to carry that into next year's list, or do I want to let that go? Because letting things go is also okay. hmm You know. She's so Taurus, you know. Uh, I, mean, uh-huh. I am. I'm. I'm
1: going. Yes. Yes. And I'm thinking, I like that. I like that. And then the question is, am I going to do it? And it's like, <laughs> I don't think so. That's not me. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate this wonderful <laughs> process that she's got. <gasps> Amazing! It's like, this is where we actually, after, yes, almost two years, we get to know each other
2: in some of those other quirky ways. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm such a Taurus. And this is kind of verging on a Virgo thing. But there have been years where I've looked at my list and given myself a grade percentage of oh my. how many of my goals I accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting worried here now guys. I really am.
1: Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I kinda of oh to go on. Well anyway. All right. So so with that, you know, one of the things I found as I was running around and it just happened to come from Spiral Dance. Oh were um different things they talk about in terms of, um, like, creative work. And I think that I will use that as part of maybe this, though it has. There are other things we can utilize, but they talk about the, the and it's funny, it's like the planets, it's Earth and the moon for inspiration and Mercury for communication mm. and the sun. You know, I think that's really kind of a interesting um set of correspondences yeah and um elements it's just like all it's kind of obvious <laughs> I'm like all of them and then they talk about times, like what is the best time to do something and again this runs to the we want to really get down to like a ritual on something is that monday wednesday or sundays are the best times and waxing moon for beginnings and near the full moon for inspiration and you know waning is for and this is interesting, self-criticism and reworking, mm-hmm. see, which is mm-hmm. that, you know,
2: going over things. Right. Um, right. And I want to, you know, you said the word self-criticism, so that's like where am I not upholding my end of the bargain here, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be critical. Right. You don't have to be cruel to yourself, but be realistic. Like, what, okay, you want to write a book, and you said you would have it written by Samhain, so have you been sitting down and writing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you need to maybe adjust your schedule, right, to give yourself time, <laughs> right? You know, like right. where where can you be more self critical and directive, right, to and accomplish your goals? And that's really
1: important because every one of us, when we. Well, especially we both are talking writing a lot But yes, yeah. we do that but you you criticize what you've written you mm-hmm. rewrite it you edit it and this is just sometimes your own i mean i like to think and that's one of the things i always loved about channeling when people would channel yeah there would be no words that would be inappropriate because it would just be all right. and i'm sitting here listening and of course then they 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 made books out of it oh, yeah? and it's like these add-on constant talking and more and you're sitting here looking at it going you could have edited out. No, 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 the words are perfect. They were channeled in. Right. You know, so I I have a battle with myself when I'm doing something where there is that kind of thing where it's like you get like we call these, these are all catchwords, downloads, yeah. you know, of stuff and it's and it's just like this and, and you need to give it out just like that yeah. and that kind of thing and yet when you put it out in the real world, mm-hmm. Are they really going to understand it? Right. I mean, I can get incredibly esoteric and start talking about patterns and then patterns within patterns and anybody that wants to read that or catch it kind of goes, "Huh?" Right. right. So, you know, it it's there is a certain point where the self-criticism, yeah, the it's editing is helpful. helpful. Yes. Yeah. So, and such things as, you know, incense, is bay leaf, cinnamon, um, mace I don't know if I want to say mace Like the spray but okay mm-hmm. And ginseng And obviously goddesses is Bridget right there Hey, okay. Yay uh, Caridwyn mm-hmm. And Athena or Minerva And um, plants Lavender Laurel, Myrtle, Valerian mm-hmm. So I mean And they ta- then she goes into Different like the triple muse, the nine-muse, full muse, I think mm-hmm. we, can, oh, yeah. I we mean, can find those. Yeah, that's, that's wise right yeah. there, the muses. The muses. So you have, you know, the ones that have different ones that they were they were really cool on. This is where they were. I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. I only
2: remember Terpsichore. Isn't that one?
1: Yes, Terpsichore. <laughs> yeah. Coral dancing. Yay, that's the only one I remember. There you go. And, um... Then, of course, you have the gods, which is Apollo. Mm-hmm. his music and poetry. Mm-hmm. Now, Orpheus is music. Mm-hmm. Then Hermes and Mercury and Thoth are knowledge and communication. Mm-hmm. And then there's Hephaestus, which we were talking about oh, a yeah. little earlier, all for all crafts and smithcraft. So he's nice. the, the male side of the Bridget right. being the Smithcraft. Right. So. Yeah. so there is some things for correspondence. Excellent! Yay!
2: So, what about some rituals? Well, I have I did some research on rites of passage that you do for babies. Uh-huh. So, when when a baby is born, what are some things that happen? And so, there's some interesting things, and I think you could take any of these traditions and potentially uh, potentially adjust them to fit for you uh-huh. in. Um, looking at a project, or looking at something that you're giving birth to, and how you can sort of adjust these traditions in different ways. So there's, right. you know, there's a few interesting things. For example. There are different Muslim and Hindu traditions where a baby's head is shaved, and that's usually within a few days of the baby being born. Uh-huh. And the idea is it's ridding the baby of any negativity from its past life or uh-huh. from before birth. Uh-huh. Right? So it's a cleansing process. Right. Right? So what, how can you use the cleansing process while stepping into giving birth to something or after you've birthed a project? Right. Right? Uh, obvious here is baptism. Baptisms happen in all kinds of traditions, but the word baptism comes from Catholicism. But this idea of ritually immersing yourself in water, mm-hmm. that is a huge cross-cultural ritual. That's not just the Catholics that do it. Right. So how how can you baptize yourself or the project that you're putting into the world? How can you ritually consecrate that's, that thing? That's, that's right. Or yourself. You that's know? right. And... Please don't immerse your papers in
1: water. It will make them dissolve. Or your computer. Or your don't computer. It stop will that. stop it from working. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <coughs> there's also this idea of, of special names, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Giving, uh, like for, in the Hebrew tradition, babies are given a secular name, and they're given a name in Hebrew. Right. right. So, lovely. So do you name your projects? When you're working on something, we give our children names. Are you giving your children secular names and magical names? Or are you letting them choose their own magical uh-huh. name, right? Uh-huh. Are you giving names to the things that you're giving birth to? Are you uh, introducing those things that you've created to your gods or the right. elements or what? you, right. And how do they? How do other people refer to your project? Uh-huh. Right. Is it that thing you're working on, or is it you know the movie of? Yeah. Love yeah. in the night. Right. There you go. Yeah. See? Please. Right. There's this There's this episode of How I Met Your Mother uh-huh. where Marshall, who's a lawyer, is talking about how he has to do this very serious work project and this report, and he says the long lawyerly name of what the report is, and then everyone's like, oh, God, that's so boring. And he goes, okay, I'm going to call it the Ninja Report. And then everyone's <laughs> all, ooh, the Ninja Report. Tell us about the Ninja Report. Right? right. It's the same idea. Right. We give our projects a cool name help us to stay engaged with it. right? um, There's also some interesting things about the rite of passage for the the woman before giving birth, Mm -hmm. and and as we go along in our rites of passage series, we'll talk about these things more. Mm -hmm. But I also think this is important when we're preparing to give birth to a new project. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do we take care of ourselves? Mm -hmm. Um, How do we give self-care? How do we invite others in? Mm Um, to help us do what, we, what we're not necessarily doing for ourselves. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then this I wanted to read because I think it's really awesome and we suck at this in this country. In Japan, childbirth is believed to be a natural and beautiful experience that does not end once the baby comes into the world. For three weeks after childbirth, it is traditional for the new mother to recover in her parents' home, staying completely in bed. Other family members are expected to help out with chores and allow the mother to bond with the new baby. Oh wow! Now, I would love it if it was like the mother and father get to stay in bed. Right, and the child, you know, right, and all or the or the two parents, whoever the there two, are dog. two parents, right? Right. Uh, I, that's lovely, mm-hmm. right? So, how do we nurture ourselves once we've given birth? Right. How do we nurture the thing we've brought into birth? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we make space? You know, when you complete a project, when you Finish this huge thing that you've brought and breathed life into. Hard for me to say. Do you give yourself space Mm -hmm. or do you jump right into the next thing? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, if you notice, and I'm going to the film industry, Mm -hmm. when they've done, when they've wrapped, yeah. They have a, a party, a cast party. Right. You know, um, they finish the project, they're going to party. Um, I understand it has in many ways become, a you know, a, you know one of those, um, I don't want to say debacle, but, you know, it's, it's very intense and it gets out of hand, but the idea is the same thing. Right. Um, and I know that, you know, whenever I finished an event, I would always go out after the event. I would hang out with some of the crew. I'd, you know, maybe drink or something, which I don't do that much. But, you know, I would just hang out and we'd, you know, talk and laugh and giggle and talk about the process. Yeah. You know, giving ourselves that, you know, slap on the yeah. back and happiness. So it's projects, things, finding exactly that, ways to, you know, maybe you've finished your first draft. You're going to go get a massage. Right. Or you're going to go get a pedicure, a mani-pedi. You know, there's something, that could be a man too, by the way, Um, but it's something that is part of saying, yeah, Mm -hmm. you
2: know.
1: I did this thing. I did this thing. Yeah. And um, it's sad because, you know, well, a lot of times we just as you say, jump right into the next thing because right. we've got such a thing and i unfortunately, I know this is bad for those little these little animals, but it feels like especially when we're having babies, mm-hmm. physical babies now and or projects that we're like armadillos, we right. walk down the road, drop a baby, keep walking down the road, drop another baby, and those little babies try to follow us, but we keep walking down the road, dropping those babies right, you know, and
2: I'm like. Ah. yeah. Yeah, our world moves at a really fast pace and it it continues to speed up technology has made it so that things can move faster and faster right. and faster. Yes. So, you know, our overculture doesn't really make space for us to have downtime or to mm-hmm. celebrate our successes in a way that gives them some breathing room. It's yeah. always what have you done for me lately? Yeah, right? So giving that spaciousness to Honor and celebrate, and sit with uh-huh. our creations. You know, if, because I am introverted, I give myself space after a big thing to just have quiet. Uh-huh. I need that to kind of refill my chalice. Right. You know. Right. But, uh, and I am able to use that excuse is that I'm an introvert and I need the downtime. I always take a day off after a big event because I need the downtime. I can concur on yes. that from the times I've been around when she suddenly yeah. ended and disappeared. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm the, I am the queen of the Irish goodbye. I don't like goodbye. <laughs> I'm just I, I, I bounce. I say goodbye to the one person that w- it would be rude for me to ignore, and then I, I run away. Um, anyway, but but in that moment of that that one day off mm-hmm. before you jump into the next project is integration and right. and review and giving myself something special to eat because I completed this project mm-hmm. or giving get, getting a massage or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's it's we we can't take you know three weeks like after having a baby in Japan to lay in bed I mean but maybe also, you can and bully for you right mm-hmm. but yeah. most of us can't. And it's a tribal
1: thing, too. I mean, yeah. there is a difference when you have um, a tribe of people yeah. that are part of you, whether it's family or just a great group of friends Absolutely. that, you know, do that. But several of us are pretty solo and don't have or have, you know, um, a few, just a few. And it's very difficult. So you have to become your own. Oh, wow. That decided to just say. You have to become your own <laughs> Spin. You have to become your own person that, that yeah. nurtures yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think though. we're we're close to our yeah, time. Right time. Jeez, that was fast. <laughs> you know Just constantly. next week, next week
2: Aphrodite.
1: Aphrodite. We're starting another part of the cycle of that.
2: Yes. Yeah. We'll move on to Aphrodite, that lovely Greek goddess. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about her. Yes, and she'll love it because she likes to be talked about. Well, that snarky thing, definitely. And I will have some really
1: interesting things to say—not about (laughs) Aphrodite, but some things that happened recently. But they're not for sharing in this time frame. It will share about uh, about the concept of one. Lift hanger. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. Take care. Have Have a a wonderful weekend. Bye.